Hi, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. This is Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela, episode 23, entitled Aura Dating. And we're going to be talking about how dating works with all the aura colors and all that fun stuff. But first, talking to my husband, Scotty here. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. So we had a pretty crazy weekend. What did we do, Scott? Oh, uh, well, let's see. We, we, we took a couple of naps. We went to bed early. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Watched some TV. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We had our Mystic Michaela spiritual family uh, gathering. That's right. Yeah. In, in uh, Hollywood, Florida mm-hmm. over the weekend. We had people come from all over the country. I believe the, the furthest person that traveled was Michelle. That's she, crazy. Yeah, she came from Alaska. Oh, my God. I think she lives in Anchorage, Alaska. That's awesome. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, and she's a Zumba instructor because we had so many people come and hang out with us, like all from our Facebook group. And even people that never even had readings just came, and we bonded. And if you weren't able to come... You were there in spirit because like we all became best friends immediately. Everybody was, I don't know, meeting up and hanging out at the pool and doing everything. And the hotel thought we were a cult. They did. They did. Yes. They kept asking certain people like, are you guys, is this a cult? Like, are you guys a cult? They didn't understand because we were so friendly. Right. We were like such a friendly group and we just all hung out the entire time. There was like. 50-something of us. At least. Well, there's 50, I think 50-something came to the actual event on Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. And then we had about 30, 40 people that showed up on Friday night. Right. You know, there were some that people did, did both. Right. Uh, that spent the whole weekend. The, the wackies like us uh, <laughs> were there all weekend. And even some of the hotel staff. Oh, yeah. They came to the event. They wanted to see what was going on. Oh, they did. They were, like, yeah. popping in. Because we had, in. like, spies on the outside. Because some people yeah. brought their husbands. <laughs> One Mystic Michaela spiritual family member told me that her husband, during, you know, the workshop Saturday night, was up in the restaurant. And he was hearing the workers just be like, what is going on in the conference room? Like, who right. are these people? And then what happened was the final night, there was a DJ mm-hmm. for at the bar and at the outdoor bar, and we all line danced and howled at the supermoon, and it was absolutely ridiculous, yet amazingly fun. And the best thing I heard, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of awesome things this weekend, but one of the coolest things I heard, I mean, it was from Michelle, and she said, what an amazing amount of just like feminine energy. There was just like a lot of women. There were, you know, there's a couple men sprinkled in yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, there was me. <laughs> yeah, you were part of it. There was a couple. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there was like, you know, Brian and Chad were there. Yes, Ryan and Adam too. Yeah, and Frank the bartender. Frank. Frank the bartender. We made friends with with the hotel staff. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, for the most part, I, yes, I was talking to women. Yeah. The entire weekend. I mean, that's my life now. I can't remember <laughs> the last time I had a guy conversation yeah, like about baseball or football. No, you I, talk about. Yeah. I mean, this I'm, stuff. Yeah. I mean, I practically, I'm indigo now. Like, can that happen? <laughs> You're inauthentic indigo. I'm inauthentic indigo. <laughs> I've talked to so many indigos and blues and purples that I now feel oh that if you look at my aura, I am indigo. Yeah. Do I have inauthentic indigo? You have inauthentic. Yeah, okay, you do. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, it, it was really an amazing event. We're so happy that if you came, thank you. If you didn't come, you were totally there in spirit. We just had an awesome time. Yeah, all around. I mean, I, I loved learning about like from all the where the, all the people were from. Yeah, uh, you know, we had Virginia, Atlanta, oh, yeah. North Carolina, Chicago, Boston, a lot of California, a lot of California. Yeah, I practically almost fell asleep on uh, Rachel from California. Oh yeah, Rachel. So oh, she was so sweet. <laughs> St. Louis, yeah. All different ages, walks of life. We all came together and we're just a big buddy group. And yeah. so. Thank you, everybody. Mystic Michaela Spiritual Gathering. I want to say one thing. Yes. One thing I did. You know that you're working now on a meditation. I don't know if people know that. Oh, yes, I am. You're working on a meditation series mm-hmm. for the group. And yeah. I am actually working on a joke line. Oh. Like a line of jokes. Okay. You know how like some comedians like tell knock-knock jokes. Sure. Ronnie Dangerfield had like no respect jokes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. I know where you're going uh, You don't want to go. Yeah. Okay. okay. I am working on a line of aura color jokes. Oh, my God. This yeah. is brilliant. It's brilliant. Only we will understand it. It's a very small market. Yes, it's a very small market, <laughs> but it's my line of aura color jokes. Okay. And maybe I'll go stand up with this one day sure. or something. Maybe I'll take it on tour, whatever. <laughs> so I figured, you know, I was going to practice on the people there. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote down a joke. And, and I was going to test it. I couldn't find anyone to test it. So I actually tested it first on Frank the bartender. Okay. It didn't really go over well, but here you go. Okay. I'm going to tell it to you. Okay, okay. So here's my joke. Do you have any red in you? 
No. Do you want some? <laughs> That's disgusting. Okay. <laughs> so, and you could do this. You could do it any color. You could go green, blue, you're red. purple. Right. Like whatever but your aura yes, color is. You have to say That's it. the pickup now, line. When I told this to Frank. That's I, disturbing. He, I think he wanted to punch me. So <laughs> I don't know if he understood auras. Yeah. So he was like, what? Then I moved on to a, someone named Ekaterini. Okay. And yes. I told her the joke. Oh, yeah. And she absolutely loved it. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a good one, Scott. So what, what are we talking about today? Okay, so today we're talking about dating and aura colors. And, you know, I get all excited. I'm like, I should do relationships and dating, but I think we'd be here for hours. So we're just going to keep it to dating today. But even if you're in a relationship, we all have those friends that need a little help. You know what I mean? And you've been there probably too. So far and away, your aura color decides how you date. So before anything, and I talk to so many single people, I mean, truly, like you figure, you know, what I do, I try to get people on their authentic paths. This is what I do. I try to talk to a lot of people who are, you know, in the process of trying to find their one. And the number one thing is you have to get out there. You know, a lot of empaths do the, we're just going to stay indoors all day thing, which I get it. I want to do that too. Unless the UPS guy is like super cute. Like you have to get out there. So that's number one. And the purpose is to have fun when you do end up getting out there. You're going out with your girlfriends. You're going out with your guy friends. You're going out with your coworkers. Sometimes you don't have to like be besties with the people you go out with. They just have to be like cool. You know what I mean? So sometimes you have to find like a, you know, your wingman or your wing lady. You just have to get out there. But the purpose is to have fun. It's to laugh till you cry dance, just have a nice time. It's not to be anyone's therapist when you go out, okay? It's not to sit there and listen to somebody's problem. I mean, here's the thing. We all have that, you know, it's good to be a good friend, but you can't do it all the time. And a lot of people I talk to, they end up going out and they just end up hearing like everybody else dumping their issues on them. It makes your vibe low and then it's harder for people to hit on you, basically. You have to be vulnerable about what you want. I see so many people ashamed that they want a monogamous relationship. Like, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't want things like that so quickly. Or I'm weird if I want to date with a purpose. It's like, actually, no. It, like, it's okay to be like, if I'm dating, there is a reason why I'm dating. I am dating for monogamy. I am dating for this is what I want out of my life. So no matter what aura color you are, it's important to set out in your mind what you want. And what you want can be a tricky question. It's okay to be up in the air about how you get what you want. It's okay to be flexible about certain things. But there are certain non-negotiables that you need to set out in whatever your shared vision of the future is. When I talk about shared vision, I mean that two people coming together with the same things they ultimately see for themselves. So, like, obviously, this is like yes or no to kids. Is this going to be a marriage situation? Or, you know, do I want to move in with somebody? You know, is this person more of a stay at home person and I'm not and we can deal with that or not? You know, the shared vision is basically and the most important thing, the need for each person to grow with the other. The version that you meet somebody at, they're going to change and you're going to change. Hopefully that's what actually should happen, because as we grow, we change and the majority of breakups I see happen when one person doesn't like how the other person changed. And changing is a good thing when it's healthy and it's towards spiritual development. That's a good thing. But sometimes people don't like when their partners change because they don't want to change. So that's really important too, talking about growth and change and spiritual development and just being on the same wavelength that way. So yeah, looking for flexibility in a partner, an open mind, really important. And just really solidifying what your purpose is for dating. So those are all the things you have to kind of get foundation on before you even start going out. The other thing is mantras. The number one thing I hear from single people, I'm fine on my own. Okay, this is what they say to themselves. And you know what they usually are? They got their routine. They got their dog. They got their friends. They're okay. They have their job. They do what they do. But here's the thing. If you keep saying, I'm fine on my own. I don't need anybody. I'm fine. I'm okay. It's okay that I'm single. Guess what the universe hears? That you're fine on your own. So they will keep you fine on your own. Whatever you say, the universe will replicate for you. A better mantra is more open-ended, okay? One that says, I am open to a fulfilling relationship. I am open to receiving unconditional love. 
And really with those words, imagine your heart opening and imagine the light going into it and understanding everything that is authentic to you without even needing to understand it yourself. That's important. And understand and trust that it will go out and replicate that for you. But you have to be ready to receive it. If you aren't comfortable with loving yourself, you'll attract the same. You'll attract someone who mirrors the exact way you treat yourself in both the conscious and the subconscious. I see a lot of tough, independent people who look like they could take down any challenge in life when it comes to openly expressing their wants, their vulnerabilities, they seal right up, they wall right off. This attracts the same. It will attract mates who are going to seal right up to you, that they're going to hold back. They're not going to reciprocate fully. If you aren't reciprocating to yourself, receiving love from yourself, listening to yourself, you what you're going to do is you're going to attract somebody that does the same thing to you. If you want a vulnerable open and unconditionally loving partner, you have to be vulnerable, open and unconditionally loving to yourself. So these are our foundations before we can even like go date. The next thing, time. Time is your investment. Time is the most precious commodity that you own. It's worth more than anything you have in the bank, anything that you own, anything in the entire world isn't as valuable as your time. Okay. Time is your investment. Don't waste it. So you got to be upfront. You know, I get it. Like on the first date, you're not going to be all crazy person. Hey, like how many kids are we having? You know, but like actions speak very loudly. So first dates, you know, the first few dates, they're about metaphors. Did this person try to ask things about you? Were they in the moment? Did you end up playing therapist to this person or did they keep it light and airy about topics that were new and exciting and hopeful and just about you two? Did you just have a nice time? Do you feel calm and peaceful and not heavy around this person? Here's red flag. Okay. Big red flag. Love bombing. Maybe you've heard about that. Maybe you haven't. That's a thing. And it's something I see happen to people a lot and you don't realize it till after. If you know the science, you can catch it. So this is when it gets really serious super fast, but something's wrong, okay? So love bombing's very bad. Here's the thing. Usually if something's great, it does happen quick. So there is a differentiation to be made between just soulmates getting together and it worked out great versus love bombing. Love bombing's super intense and just finding somebody that it works out with well is just easy as pie. And like, we all have that friend that you've seen. It's just like, wow, they just met and now they're just best buddies and they're always together. And like when you're around them, it's fine. It's not weird or anything. That's normal. It just worked out. Love bombing's different. So what is love bombing? All right. Good things do happen quickly. That's true. But empaths are targets of these love bombers, which is basically a narcissistic or sociopathic tendency. So they bring up personal topics really quick. And then they, they keep making you talk about it. Okay, that's kind of weird, right? So they'll be like, I don't know, all of a sudden, like on the first date, you're talking about something that like you never tell anybody. And then they keep bringing it up. Normally, people don't do that. Like if you tell something like about yourself that was kind of vulnerable, like nobody's like, hey, it's kind of like this or it's kind of like that. And they keep bringing it up. That's weird. Another thing love bombers do, they act like your savior. Okay. People who actually want to help you don't make some huge deal about it. You know, without me, I guess who would have given you a ride today? You know, remember that? Remember yesterday when I did that for you? Remember this? Remember that? That's weird. If they keep reminding you about a favor or something nice they did to you, once you say thank you, it's over. Somebody shouldn't keep bringing something up. Also, they backpedal. They'll say something, and if they see that you don't like it, they'll rephrase it. They'll backpedal. Well, what I meant was, or it was your fault I said that because, or, well, you're triggered by that because of, and then they'll bring up that past trauma again that you got, you know, you get trapped into admitting about. Also notice if they're rude to people they see is beneath them. Do they talk about people's looks or their weight or their class in life? Social class, people who aren't educated or people who do this type of job or like, are they rude to waiters? Are they rude to servants? Are they like have really nasty opinions about groups of people like homeless or, or certain uh, socioeconomic groups? Like what's that about? Like they feel superior. That's a love bomber thing. And finally, if it just doesn't feel right, listen to that. Okay. That's your 
God-given intuition telling you something's off, you don't always have to have logic for you to take action. You can just take some time off to process. If they didn't take no for an answer or, you know, that's another thing, they're trying to control you, they compliment you way too much, they go over the top with the compliments, it's like, it's really awkward and uncomfortable. And also they get way too invested in your life, like right away, because they want to insert themselves very soon as to be extremely necessary for you. So love bombing's a thing, watch for that. I just had to bring that up because that is not love that that's a narcissist or, or a sociopath trick that can happen when you're dating and here's the thing like with anybody you just may need a few dates to really solidify if this is worth it or if this is just weird and really the time together should not be a struggle it should be simple and when it's over it's over say goodbye not to be all old school about this it's just I read so many people your body is an investment as well so your time is an investment with somebody don't waste it on something that's not working right figure that out quick but your body is an investment too so until you are absolutely sure because this is another example of an investment of time in your own life you know until you are absolutely sure do not get intimate with somebody that is my true advice to you just because I see people getting taken advantage of this way until you can answer certain questions like is this person trustworthy did they make it obvious they want to spend time with me are they invested in my life these things must be answered thoroughly before intimacy happens just from what I have seen it helps to have these questions answered before that stuff is taken why because a lot of us empaths feel sometimes obligated to give more, more than we have to. Your company is enough. And that's the truth. And sometimes we need to take a step back and realize as empaths, we don't have to do that to make someone feel good about themselves. And if they need that, they're not the right person for you. I know I sound like mom, you know, I understand that. I just, I see it happen so much. And then people get really, they feel bad about themselves. And that's the an honest thing that I get over and over again in my readings, people feeling bad about visions they made when they were really just trying to please somebody and they thought they were doing it for themselves, but they take time away from the situation and they're like, no, that person wanted me to. So I just did it because I thought I wanted to. Because what do empaths do? We absorb other people's feelings. We can borrow happiness from them. It's like secondary pleasure. It's not ours, it's theirs, but it's empty after a while meeting somebody. Okay. So energy, energy is everything. You're out, you're about, you're single. What's going on? So I see this wall thing happening a lot. And I'm going to say it right here now. I mean, obviously you want to be like clean and look your best when you're like out, but people do not approach you because of what you look like. I swear on anything I know to be true. It is your aura. It is your energy. That is what will make somebody approach you or not. I see this wall thing happening a lot. So I see men do it. I see women do it. We all have an ability to feel someone's energy. It's just a cold read. It's pure animal instincts. I see a lot of jaded people and they wear this energetic armor. I can see it in color, but we can all feel it. Like I said, I read many women and it's the empathic and open ones who are going to get approached more. Like if you're just kind of open and vulnerable, you're easier to approach because nobody wants rejection. So if you just look like you're going to be nice, like you're going to get approached more. But some people have like a shell on them because they're pissed or they're like, don't talk to me, you know, or that because it's coming from a place of insecurity. And if that's you, you got to like tap into that and be like, whoa, why am I angry? Why am I insecure? Because some people who are, have that kind of angry wall thing going on, what it is, is they've been hurt. I see this a lot with people who've been hurt. They don't want to get hurt again. And truly what it's really about is a self-hatred thing. Like I let myself get hurt before and I'm not going to let myself get hurt again, but they want a relationship. So relationships are, you know, it's painful. It's vulnerable. You have to put yourself out there. So yeah, empathic, open, non-walled off people, you're going to get approached more. But I see a lot of blues and indigos. So I'll go into aura colors and how each one kind of puts off a vibe here. So blues and indigos, they do get approached most often. It's just true. They just feel nice. But you won't, if you're one of these colors, if you dim your light, which is like a whole thing 
blues and indigos do because one, they do not like attention because they can feel it. And also they avoid attention because sometimes they don't feel they're worthy of it. And also, this is all subconscious. They don't want to take it from someone else in the room. Like if you're with the friend that always gets attention and you know, somebody comes over and talks to you, you should talk to my friend. It almost feels awkward for you to receive someone's attention because that's like, you've been programmed to like pass that off to somebody else who wants it more. So you got to watch that when you're dating, when someone talks to you and you're an empath, you're blue and indigo, you got to receive it. You have to really take it in. So this all has to be seen. So it doesn't become any sort of wall for you where you become like invisible. Basically yellows are actually super good at dating. They're actually really good at it because they keep it kind of light and casual and they don't get attached too quickly. Um, they can keep like an interview process and they're real bubbly and they always have something to talk about. But yellows are super good at dating because of all these things. However, sometimes they have this tendency to think that the person they like should be the one and they'll get like fixated on it. That's not good. So that's a yellow thing. And yellows also sometimes like to control things so they can get kind of trapped into the habit of forcing things a little too much instead of just kind of letting something lie and letting it happen organically, that's where yellows can get trapped. Reds. Reds usually are the ones asking the people out. So because they just like to be assertive and they like, they like to be in control. And actually if someone else hits on them or makes the first move, it can creep them out because they always need to feel like it's their idea. They like the chase and the game a bit. Red women have it tough because men can get competitive with them. So they'll attract men who just get weird and competitive with them. Red women do best with blue guys who are more appreciative of their energy without feeling insecure about it to get competitive. Greens. Greens have this tendency to kind of fall into things. They either fixate on someone. Greens are the most guilty of love bombing, I have to say. They will, <laughs> like, they can kind of do that. But then once it's established, like the relationship, then they'll get distant. I hear a lot of people dating greens. Like it was so awesome in the beginning. And now it's like, who are you? It's like, you were all passionate and into me. And now they become like a robot. So greens have that thing, but you know, usually they're quite engaging, like a real balanced green, very engaging, knows how to talk to others. The CEO green is like that. More of the gamer green person can be like that too. They can win people over with their subculture-y kind of vibe, kind of underground society, whatever, that kind of thing. The vibe is what gets the greens their attention, kind of like their mystery will, will stand out to people and they'll get approached or they're so full of life that they'll approach other people and like people just fall, just fall all over them. So it's kind of like either or depending on what type of green they are. Purples. So purples, they kind of are up for whatever, but they can waste time with drama. They have this kind of way of jumping in quick. But the thing is, is purples are so easy to talk to. They get approached a lot too. They're just kind of like that fun vibe. So they're kind of like fun or whatever, and they can get approached really easy when they're out. It's true that if you're just kind of like you go out enough, you take the wall down, you realize what your Achilles heels are in life, what your insecurities are, all that you're aware of them, but you don't let them control you. It's not going to be hard. It's not going to be as hard to meet somebody. I'm not going to say you're not going on like a bunch of bad dates before you meet the one, but I am saying it's just, it's easier to meet people. A big thing I tell people is dump the list. Okay. The list. What is the list? I see some people have the list and I hate when I do a reading because it's always so awkward because spirit will show me like a list sometimes when someone's single and then spirit like rolls out a list. It looks like, you know, really long parchment paper or something. And I'm like, oh no, I got to tell them about their list. Cause like usually people with a list get a little defensive about having the list. So what is the list? The list are like really very petty things. <laughs> that will keep you from finding a relationship. Like his shoes were gross. He drives this type of car, which means that he doesn't do this. You know, his hair was too long. I don't like what he does for a living. I don't know. He talked out of the side of his mouth. It bothered me. Like stuff like that. Like the list are things that actually keep you single. That is your ego and your programming keeping you single. If you have like a really silly list like that of things that one could get over. You know, you have to see past these things and like feel more with your heart, not get stuck in your head about it because that's where the programming is and that's what can keep you single. Just when you are out and doing your thing, and this is all energy, you have to be wary of the first wave of people that approach you. <laughs> 
all people have to be careful of that, but like empaths have to be actually empaths like purples, indigos, blues, turquoises have to be the most wary. The first few people that come up to you, they aren't your people usually. So you have to kind of test them to see if they'll stick. If they give up easy on you, it was because they read you as easy. And when you're not, they go back, you know, to looking for easy. Okay. So yellows and reds and greens have actually no problem getting rid of the first wave of people. Like it's almost like a first wave guy will sense a yellow girl and be like, yeah, never mind," Because they just know, you know, the yellow girl is going to ask like, I don't know, 10 to 20 questions right off the bat. And then they're going to be like, okay, bye. Like, I'm just going to go find someone else. Purples, blues, turquoise, indigos. Yeah. We're more susceptible to the first wave of guy. So you just, you know, get rid of them test them, move them on. This is for men too, by the way. The tough ones, the ones with the armor up, it's really hard for them to get approached at all. It's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, like dating sucks. So then, yeah, if that's your philosophy, like dating's going to suck. And then when you meet the first wave people and they do suck, then you're like, oh yeah, I was right. But the thing is there's others and they come in the second wave and those are your people. And you have to ask for help. That's part of being vulnerable. You have to be open to blind dates, people setting you up. You have to ask your friends for help. Trust me, people want to help you. People live to be matchmakers. Let them. Online. My thoughts on being online. It's become a total shit show. I don't know how else to say it. There are only sociopaths left on there of various degrees of scary. It's pretty bad. If you choose to do it, you just have to be really cut and dry about who you let in. You have to make your intentions super clear. And don't let them talk to you about meeting forever while you've never actually met. Get that happening if you're interested and, you know, obviously public place and all that, an interested person will get that happening. So they won't string you along. If somebody starts stringing you along, no. Like, let's take this to an in-person conversation right away. Let's not drag this out, texting, texting. That's like a waste of your time. Like I said, again, time is your most precious commodity. Do not waste it. How to get that barrier gone? Maybe you feel like you have some sort of barrier. Either you have a dim your light invisibility thing going on or you were jaded from a past relationship and you know you, it's hard for you to receive love or receive attention. Here's the thing. You have to trust yourself. You have these instincts with you. You have to feel them. If you feel like somebody's not right, they're not right. If you feel like someone's cute, hold on to that. That's interesting, okay? It takes time to process feelings. It's not always like the movies where it's just like fireworks and all that. Sometimes it takes like, you know, man, being with this guy is the first time I haven't thought about my ex. That's good. That's something to look at right there and put it out there vulnerably that you are interested. You know, it's okay to say like, yeah, I'd like another date with you. That sounds nice. Like you're not too available, but you're not, you know, playing too hard to get, you know what I mean? And, but take a cue quick if the other person is not. It's time to let it go if it's not working. So many of us are programmed to make unworkable things work, to put ourselves in positions where we are second, to force something that is not working. If they say, I am not looking for anything serious right now, that's an answer. No matter what happens after, as they blow up your phone or want to hang out or do this or that, no, it's not going to change. You got to listen to people. If they say they are interested, but they're constantly busy, they can't return texts, they're always working, let that go. No matter what that person said, it's time to move on. The actions aren't aligning with the intentions. It's the investment of your time. Show the universe with every action what you are willing and what you are unwilling to put up with. When you betray yourself one time with someone, the universe picks up on that message and sends you more of the same. When you retain your energy one time with someone, the universe listens to you and sends you more of the same. So show the universe with every action, every response that you are only willing to accept complete fulfillment unconditional love and actions with intentions. So many empaths will feel the intentions being right, but the actions don't match up. Leave it quick. Yes, you are allowed to be selfish when you are dating. I said it. This is not family stuff. This is not friend stuff. This is dating. You can be more cutthroat about your boundaries and who you will and will not give attention to. Give an investment of energy to. You only give it to places where there are returns. And my last thing I want to say is hanging your hat on someone else's timeline. I say this all the time. If somebody is not out of something yet, they're still in a relationship, well, you just have to wait till I get this done, this. Okay, call me, call me when you're available. If I still am, we'll meet up then. The worst thing you can do is hang your timeline on someone else's timeline. 
that's like just a really bad message to the universe. You are free, flowing, open, and ready right now in this present moment to meet someone. Thanks for listening about that. Love to hear your ideas, your responses, your experiences over on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family page. Hey, Scott. Hey, well, that makes a lot of sense because pretty much everything you covered there, someone had a story for when we asked them to tell us their dating stories. So what did we ask them specifically? All right. So basically we said, you know, we put it up on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family Facebook page. You know, tell us your most crazy, maybe horrible dating story, anything about dating. Man, right? our people deliver. Oh, my God. Do they it, deliver? These, some of them I can't even read. It's better than, like, like TV or, like, any book or any, like, just their stories. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just incredible. I, I mean, some, you know, from just very simple things. And, like, I think you, you were talking about things that bother you, like talking at the corner of your mouth <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. So our first one that comes right out. To mind here is Molly, and I'm not going to use the last names. I know the Joni, not Jones thing didn't go over too well. <laughs> so as she told me at the event, more than on one occasion, Joni, not Jones. I think she ended up being okay with it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. At the end of the night, we <laughs> I think were... you guys are BFFs now. Oh, yeah, she's in the club. Yeah. We, we did a shot together. Oh, yeah. Of the, the whiskey. <laughs> so Molly says, so I'm not going to use last names, that... You know, she had a first date, and the guy, I guess the guy just smelled like salami. That's gross. D does that just end it right there? It does. I'm sorry. Okay. I, you know how I am with my smells. Yeah. Oh, and so Molly is yellow and indigo. Okay. So I looked up, You, I didn't know which stories you were going to read, but you gave me, ever, like, the names of the people you are going to read. So I looked right. up their aura colors, and the stories are a surprise to me. But Molly is yellow. So yellow people... Like I said, they're a little more guilty. Well, I didn't say this. They do have the list more than others okay. sometimes. But smelling like a salami, I don't know. I don't know if I could get over that myself, and I am not yellow. But a yellow person, I think especially, would be like, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hard no. So once that salami smell comes out, <laughs> That's forget it. Like his whole body? I don't know. It just like, That must have been pungent because it's a first date, so you're not yeah. like that close to them right. physically. Now, I, I know like on occasions, like you've had issues with my smell. We've talked about this. Yeah. Sometimes oh, I was pregnant. Okay. No, no, no. Just the other day, I had some garlic and you were like, okay. oh my God, I can't be near you. Tell me if you I'm smell wrong, like people, garlic. but sometimes certain people can't eat garlic because then they smell like garlic for three days and you and Abby are two people that are like how that. how many days would you well we had like Mama Mia's right I think it yeah was. you smelled like garlic for about 48 hours 48 hours of garlic yeah. smell yeah yeah you guys like all were like oh you smell <laughs> but Abby right. has the same issue so, so genetic. you know the other problem that you know when not problem but when I was looking through the list I noticed like I fit like a lot of these bad dating things oh no yeah like like this next one oh here okay so Jennifer uh -huh. She writes, okay, her friend went out with a guy. Mm -hmm. They went to a restaurant. I believe it was a Mexican restaurant. He got irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, my gosh. And he spent most of the dinner in the bathroom. And then when he was done, he took the food to go. Ew. And she had to pay for half the meal. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. You know what I think happened there? He was just like, obviously, I screwed this up. Right. You know, so I'm just going to take mine to go and not care what she thinks. But this happened to her friend, not her. Yeah, this happened. This was, to, I guess, to her friend. Well, she's blue. She's I don't blue. know what color her friend is. But when you gave me her name, she has a, a very blue aura. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, also, later on, Connie wrote a story. We've had Connie. We, yeah, we Connie, yeah. She's great with the comments. And she also had the same experience. They went to a Mexican restaurant. Oh, my gosh. It was about a 25, 30-minute drive, she said. I've actually memorized this one. <laughs> And, you have you memorized yeah, it? And like she noticed, and it's weird because I probably do this too, that he was opening the window. Ew! And then closing the window. That's like it was, you, 20, it was twenty degrees out. That only happens if you've been married a while. Like yeah. you can't do that the first like, date. Yeah, that you're happened on to, to me. Connie. Yeah, this happened to Connie. Oh yeah. So he, you know, he'd open the window, close the window, twenty degrees out. I think you get the idea. You know, Mexican, yeah, beans, whatever, and then eventually. He actually had to pull over, no. got out of the car. No. Yes, got out of the car. Oh. It was snow on the ground. I feel really bad for him. Went to the bathroom. Oh. And then he kind of cleaned himself with the snow. Was she, <laughs> what did she say after that? I don't know. She's red and purple, so I, I would imagine she'd be pretty direct with him. Yeah. Did you just take a crap on the side of the road? Like, yeah. I feel like she would be. Actually, go on the side of the road, but on our honeymoon... Oh my god! I was almost at that stage. Yeah, but like so, we were together well, a long time. It was our honeymoon. First date. I actually feel was really it honeymoon or that was our honeymoon, honeymoon where yeah. I almost 
didn't make it oh to my the. God, that was I was, and I, I have a nervous laugh condition. About, yeah, you could tell that story. So if you I, like, well, I just there's nothing to tell. I yeah. just like you were like, I'm, I'm not gonna make it, and I <laughs> like I'm dying because I have nervous laughter, which is a terrible condition. Yeah, where I laugh hysterically when something is completely awful. Oh my god! <laughs> but. I kind of feel bad for that guy. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously. I Okay, so what did we learn? Don't eat Mexican on Don't eat Mexican. Date. If you have irritable bowels, like, you know, it reminded me of that movie Ben Stiller when, oh, he, when he was going. Oh, my God. We the, have, oh, I forgot Polly, the name of the something. Something come Polly. Like, along came Polly. Right. That was good. That's and a good movie. Yeah. And he had that picture. Yeah, I mean, it's really terrible. I mean, it's got to be common. I mean. Listen, we're all humans. That's a hard one. Yeah. You, I mean, if that would have happened to me, I would just take the money out of my wallet, whatever it was, yes. and I would have thrown it on the table. I, I feel like he should have paid for his half. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, he did. He didn't pay for her oh, half. Oh, on her half, too. Yeah. But maybe he just was like, you know what? Obviously, I screwed this up, so I'm not going to yeah. pay for her oh, dinner, too. Yeah. That's when like my wallet just comes out. You take my wallet. <laughs> take my credit card. Enjoy. Goodbye. I'll see you. I'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, you're still calling the next day? <laughs> well, she's probably going to pick it up, but <laughs> I try. I don't like I feel like I'd feel bad about that. Like, yeah. it's like not their it, fall. It's a it's a, know, it's a it's syndrome. A, I it's know. A, I kind of would know. feel really bad, almost embarrassed yeah. for them. Yeah. And then I feel like if you really like them, that could be like a hysterical inside joke years it, later. It could be. Like our first date. Like, yeah, like uh, you know, like my on the honeymoon story. Yeah, but like yeah. that was you know we've uh, been together like five years. Yeah, thank so. God. I mean, because it could ha- it could have happened. To it, me. That, I mean, that happened. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. All right. What else? All right. Have? Great. We met the twins over the twins. Ho- Holly and Hope. Holly and Hope. Over the spiritual family weekend. Yeah. Hope remembers the time that I don't know. It doesn't actually matter. Flip, you could flip flop them. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> sure they. <laughs> they probably care. People Adam love, probably cares. People love it. <laughs> I actually asked Adam when we were there. I'm like, did you ever get it wrong that like, you know, you thought Holly was Hope. And, yeah. Or Hope was Holly, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then you kind of like kissed them or like, you right. know, hugged them or whatever. Right. Weird. And he said, no, it didn't. I mean, sometimes, but not, not nothing like too serious. Yeah they, yeah. they do look different to me. Yeah. So she was going to be late for the date. Yeah. I think Holly wanted to go out with the guy. So they switched places, pretended to be each Stop. other. That's like, oh, that's, that's so hysterical, cool. right? Yeah. That's like parent trap stuff. And then later on, he found out about it. He was so upset. That's funny, though. That he didn't want to date either of them. That's what we always wonder. Like, and they were at the MMSF weekend, and yes. everybody was asking them, like, twin stories. Yes. And that's, like, a good one. That was, like, did yeah, you that ever was... switch places on a guy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I was asking. And then you though. know your sister so well that you probably can just pick up conversation where it was left off. Like, you right. just kind of go with it. That's a riot. Well, uh, yeah, Holly... And Hope are both blue and purple. They just have like a flip flop. Flip flop, the purple and blue. Yeah, like yeah. Hope's more purple and and Holly's more blue. Hope's more purple and Holly's more Holly's blue. Holly's okay. the one married to yes to yeah, Adam to yep. Adam. Yeah, okay. she's more blue. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nicole at, uh, tells us mm-hmm. there was a guy who said now this might be like an online dating thing okay. that he was five seven. Okay. Okay. So he tells her he's she's five he's he's five seven. Yeah, you always got to take a few inches off that. Right. Because it's online. <laughs> now she's five five. Okay. Okay. He. And, and he was inches, when they met, he actually was inches shorter than her. Oh, why would you lie? Just yeah. be honest. So she asked him, she actually said, so did you think, there's a quote, so did you think I wasn't going to notice? He argued with her that the floor was slanted. No. <laughs> you know, great. here's my theory about short people. My dad's short. Well, he's 5'5", five five, you right. know, but like he doesn't act short. Yeah. I mean, do you agree? Your dad does not. No. Like, and when I say act short, I mean like some people have that Napoleon syndrome. Like they can't mm-hmm. handle that you're short. I say if you're short, I know it's hard for a guy to be short, but if you're short, you got to own it. Just like when if you're a girl, if you're tall, you got to own that. Yeah. You know, like really be like, this is me, whatever. You know, like because I know that like short guys, short guy syndrome is like a thing. But my dad doesn't yeah. have it, so no. I know it's possible to live your life without convincing people the floor is slanted. <laughs> And she wasn't really mad about that he was short. No, I guess. just like why are you lying? Yeah, why, you why lie? are you arguing with? Yeah, me? How, it's like how are you gonna get away with like? You or can't, at least right? when you meet her, just be like, you know, it's very hard for me to get dates with my height, but right. you know, I hope you don't find it a problem. Right. I mean, what are you gonna I'm always sorry, gonna like stand on a step in front of the person or something? Really weird. Or you could wear. They have shoes like lifts that you can put in shoes for men. Hmm. Now what about this one? All okay, right. so Ashley writes. She went on a date. She wore a pink. Ralph Lauren button-down Oxford shirt. Okay. And she showed up, and the guy that was on the date was wearing the same <laughs> shirt. Did what she you... marry him? No, she said she was really distracted. <laughs> like, that's funny. That's funny, right? Yeah, that's just kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, what do you do with that? I, I don't know. 
Like, it, it depends, like, how funny you could make it. Okay. Like, you know, like, I feel like, well, she's, I looked up her, she's yellow with turquoise. Okay. So that, I wonder if she kind of, like, almost, because turquoises do this, they can kind of absorb into other people. So I wonder if she kind of, like, pre-absorbed into him before and the date. And knew that he was going to wear that? to pick the same outfit. Hmm. Interesting. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Because she is turquoise, and that's what turquoises do. They'll mirror other people. All right. Freaky. Freaky. Uh, speaking of freaky. <laughs> yeah. This one's really freaky. Okay. All right. So Colleen writes, I went out with a guy from Tinder. Mm. All right. That might be the first red flag, right? Yeah, right there. Within the first five minutes, well, remind me of what someone asked me at the spiritual family after this. Okay. Within the first five minutes, he told me he would love to cut my hair. Okay. Oh. Maybe he's a hairdresser. Sure. Okay. Okay. In an entirely white room Wait, what? <laughs> with me strapped to a chair. Run, run, abort, uh, And abort. he said, the shorter, the better. <laughs> I probably said, that's not going to happen. That's, you know, Colleen said that. She enjoyed her free dinner. Oh, at least she got a dinner out of it and drinks. And she got out of there. She's purple yellow. So only yeah. a purple yellow. I, like oh a purple, only a purple could sit there and be like, Okay, dude, let's hear about that. And then only a yellow could like handle like, I'm going to get what I can out of this moment <laughs> right. before right. I never talk to you right. again. I mean, at least she got the drinks and the, and the well, that's, food paid yeah, for. Yeah, because like I personally would have freaked out so bad. Right. I would have been like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and like called an Uber and just like, yeah. like left forever and blocked his number. But, you know, she's purple. So she's like, all right, I'm going to hear this. Wag. This is a great story. Let's hear this out. And then she's yeah. yellow. So she's got the practical side. And I kid you not, at the spiritual family oh, yeah, tell uh, me. event, someone wanted asked me if they could tie me up. I, I, this is, I'm not, I can't say. Someone asked me if you they didn't could tie me up. Yeah, and like, and like, pour, like, you know, and like hurt me and stuff. Really? And I asked, like, is this like that red room of pain thing going on? Yeah, like a Fifty Shades of Gray. Yeah, I thought it was like a Fifty. I thought Christian they wanted Grey to do that. There? Yeah, in the middle. I swear, in the middle one of, of our your. One of the people, yes. Like, what, like one of our actual people. One that. of the people that paid for a ticket on Saturday night at the event asked if they could tie me up what? And, and deliver pain to me. Young or? or... Uh, you know, I'm not old, but, you know, older. Older than you? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I know who it is. Okay. Psychically or? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, I was making a lot of jokes about that red room of pain. There's so. like one person that I could see saying that. Yeah. You sure she wasn't joking? I don't think she was. I don't know. I don't think. It was open bar, so she could have had a few. Some people are, I don't know, when I get a little tipsy, I don't talk about, you know, beating people up for my own pleasure. Yeah. But some people are into it, man. All right, what All else right, we This got? is one of my favorites. <laughs> okay. So Laura writes. Okay. First date. Mm. Dinner. Cocktails. Perfect. Ends. Okay. okay. Great. 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 So things are going well. He probably paid everything. Right. Second date. Ooh. They go to dinner. Then they go to the mall. Oh, okay. okay. He takes her to Victoria's Secret. All right. All right. Okay. You know, a little early. Like, a little early. Yeah, early. that could be like a fifth, sixth date thing. But all, all right. right. Maybe, you know, he, he wants to spend money on her. Depends what end, like the lingerie yeah. end or like the pink pajama right. end. Right. Maybe he wants to get her PJs or That's something. That's okay. That's okay. okay. And she thought in her head, this is forward, in quotes, yes. forward. But she goes along with it. All right. Until... Oh, he no. asked her no. to pick out some new panties. Okay. So that's, you know, all right. You're right. You know, like you said, like maybe go to the the other side of the store where they have like the sweatpants. Yeah, go but to the sweatpants Maybe not the, the, the five for 20 side. panties like no. deals that they have there. I've been in those stores. They feel, make me feel uncomfortable too. Yeah, you always get really weird there. Except there's one catch to this. Okay. The panties weren't for her. They were for him. He hid his scary till date two. Date two. Better to see it on date two than like... I don't know. You're one of marriage. And you're like married. <laughs> and oh. he's like, hey, you want to go get me some big panties that I can wear? Oh, my God. I mean. Well, Laura is yellow and blue, which means that she obviously felt. And this was what happens to us blue people. Well, I'm indigo, but like blue people, I know this happens to them. You attract the ones and they feel like they can tell you anything. But I'm yeah. glad she that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Unless you're into that too. Right. Which is cool. Right. You know, but he's looking for a very specific type of person. person. Probably not her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, even like crossing the line of buying the, you know, the five for 25 panties. Right. That could have been a red flag too on the second date. Yeah. I think that's a red flag anyhow because it's a little bit, yeah, like forward. Yeah. There were so many that came in. There were so, so many. So, oh, my gosh. You, you guys have to read them. And a lot of them dealt with, like, how the check was divided at the end. Okay. Okay. Now, for me, I mean, I, I you know, when we were dating, I, I think I 
for the most part, I picked up the bill. Yeah. You know, like every time. Like when it's, we were first dating. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, with, it's like the I'm paying, paying like the full bill. I'm not going, you put in the tip. Right. You, know, you put in a quarter. Right. You know, maybe like back then when like pennies, you know, sometimes I'd be like, have a penny or something. Right. You know, to make it even. Like, But other than that. Yeah. You know, I'm paying the bill. You know, right. I'm not like nickeling and diming someone. So, you know, Kristen writes, I don't know, I might not have put her on the list. You didn't. No. Okay. So they get the check. It okay. comes to $24. Okay. The guy looks at the check and he says to her, looks like you owe 14 Stop. I, I That's mean, a first date? Yeah, that was a first date. She actually agreed to a second date. Because some women are like, all right, we'll go Dutch. That's fine. Like, I think it's a, it's a new world. Yeah. Okay. It's a little strange to me, though. Right. You know. Because you have daughters and you're teaching them. Right. To, yeah. Another guy, same kind of concept, had like the two-thirds rule. What? Where he, because he was the gentleman no. and she was the lady, I guess, decided that, that he would pay two-thirds of the bill if every gonna time. If you're going to bring up that kind of logic, that's weird yeah. to do it. Like, you go Dutch or you pay the whole thing. Like, you don't call yourself a gentleman because you paid for, like, two-thirds of it. Right. Now like, you just look cheap. Right. That's that's just strange. Yeah. Like, either yeah. go Dutch and you're just that guy yeah. or just do the whole thing. She paid it on her card, and then he handed her some crumpled up bills. Oh. And she actually did the math, and it came out to two-thirds. <laughs> 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 That's pretty funny. Oh, that is funny. All right. He's probably green. All right. Now, what about this? Okay. I mean, th this could happen to guys. Okay. I mean, I'm, this could be understandable. Okay. All right. So, Beth writes, my date went to give me a goodbye hug. Okay. But it was more like his daddy long legs, ding dong, <laughs> was a little happy when he gave her the oh, hug. Oh, that's harassment. Well, maybe he was really into her. But Is that something? No. No. That's, that's rude. That's rude. That's a red flag. That's a red flag. That, he's okay. probably doing that. He's probably a freak. And he's probably yeah. doing that to everybody. Okay. But like, he, he probably like, no, because there are some people yeah. that'll come up behind you, like in public places and do that to you. Oh, my God. And like bars or whatever, and all of a sudden you're like, "What the frick is in my like? What's touching my butt like that?" Yeah, those people are creepy freakies. Oh my and god! You say so, no, no. So you're not. So what you're saying is like maybe you know he had a really good date with her. He was really I don't care what excited that is. He's her like by a her puppy. Like nobody and does that. He went to give her a hug, and then the daddy long legs ding dong came out, and it sounds like he wanted her to know that that's what was going on. You think he so? Was a okay. freak. Yeah. It was a first and last date. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, at least good you know job, that you're not gonna have issues. Later on. Those are issues. Those are issues. Those right. are issues. Like not, okay. Scott, that's not normal. I, okay. and I mean, it's never, it's never happened to me. But. Don't go defending that. That's weird. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Jessica, who okay. was also our, our helper at the Mystic Mayala spiritual yes. event. Jessica. Jessica, yes. So she went on a date with a guy, and during the dinner, this is weird too, he started to show her pictures of his dolls that he takes care of. Like talking about walking them, feeding oh, them. Oh no! And then he wanted her to go back to her, her his place to meet the dolls. What is these fe these fetish people? What do you people? do with that one? Where do these fetish people come from? Yeah, that's. I, I mean, mean, like Abby plays with dolls, but like that's dates like fetishy them, and that, weird. weird. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, unless you're into it, like I have no issue. Like you're into it, go for it. But that is just no. No. No, like God no, knows no. what happens when you see those dolls, right? I don't I, know what we start playing. Yeah. I think we, we kind of covered it. That was interesting. And I feel like let's try to make something significant about that. You do that because I, I can't. I'm going to do something meaningful here. I talk about this book all the time. It's called The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Shovelshin. And she talks about signs of land. And it's kind of like when you want something to happen, like you're dating, for example, because that's today's topic, um, you're going to meet a lot of, you know, frogs before you get your prince. But every frog, it's a sign of land. And she calls sign of land like if you're on a ship, you know, she wrote a long time ago. And, you know, you don't see land yet, but you see signs of land like driftwood or a bird or things like that. So, you know, some of these guys that you're going to meet or these women, if you're a guy, or you're going to meet their signs of land. They're just a piece of driftwood or they're just a seagull in the distance. Like you're getting towards the main goal. And at least, you know, you're on the path there. So it's easy to get discouraged when somebody asks you to come back to their house to play with their baby dolls and they're a grown man. But <laughs> it's a sign of land, we'll call it. Okay. All, All right. right, next, we're playing a game today. Yeah, we figured we, we'd finish this week up with Guess the Worst Dating Story. And it is going to be about public figures. You yeah. could try to guess who they are. All names have been changed. Oh, yes. To protect the innocent. So this so is say. like this is like a bad 
dating story. Bad dating story. And, and you have to guess. You guess which couple we're talking about. Yes. But we're going into character now. Okay. So I'm going to change my name to Alan, and you're going to be Beth. I'm Beth. Okay. And you're but the, Alan. the names have been changed. Okay. Right. Okay. So let me give you the, the setting first. Okay. okay. So I dated 30 women. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. I went to four of their hometowns to meet their parents. Mm -hmm. I asked four of their dads for their daughter's hand in marriage. Right. Like, sincerely asked them, could I marry sincerely, your daughter? Sincerely, and they and, seem okay with it, yeah, usually. You know, the dads were, like, crying. Always gets you really angry. Yeah, they were, like, crying. And some were skeptical, but, you know, like, you better treat my daughter right. And like, you're always like, you better not bring anyone home to say yeah. that to me, Brianna. Yeah, and I did this to four <laughs> women. I did this to four women. Oh, yes, yeah. A grandpa guy named Chuck mm, gave me is. a card that said I could have relations, Ooh. relations, with three of them. Oh. Then I proposed to one of the three, mm -hmm. and then I decided to break up with her right. so I can go for her friend. Like the second runner-up? The second runner-up. I wonder what, what dating show this is. I can't tell you. Okay. Ooh. okay. All right. So this is the story of how I did it. Okay. So here All we right. go. Here In we character. Go. In I am character. Beth. And I am Alan. Hey, you know. You're making me really nervous right now. You know, you know, I think we've been dating a lot, but when we go out for ice cream, and stuff. I think about Lara Kay. Wait, uh, you think about Lara Kay? What about the other 28 girls? You know, I think about them too. I, I just want to see if there's a possibility, you know, just a little like 2% chance that it's going to work out with me and Lara W. Like a fairy tale. I thought we were going to do the damn thing. Are you freaking kidding me? You know, I don't kid. I'm a racer. Here's the thing. When we left Peru, the magic of Peru, Machu, Pachu, Chachu, I was in love with Lara W. Oh, I thought we did the damn thing. You know, I tried to deal with the emotions, the producers, the Sherpas. All I kept thinking about was Lara R, when we, especially when we were intimate. Oh, no. So are you going to date us both then? You know, no, I'm not a Mormon anymore, but I want to play Risk with her and, and just, just find out. You've got to be freaking kidding me. You know, I don't kid. I'm a racer. You're amazing. Maybe the best woman in the entire world. But in Peru, you know, I had gas, hemorrhoids. I was conflicted. Conflicted? So we're still getting married, right? You know, no, but you, did, but you didn't do anything wrong. So I did something wrong? You know, I, can I have my rose back? I am like... Not even going to hug you goodbye. <laughs> Look, you know, if I just leave now, then I can't torture you anymore. Uh, no, you know, I'll, you know, I'll stay okay. Do you want to have a shower, grab a latte? Just leave. I thought we did the damn thing. Did I do something wrong? My future is over. You know, look, I want to try it with Lara C. But there's still hope. There's this woman you could contact, Mr. Michaela. I heard great things about her. She could help you. Who the hell is Mystic Michaela? Are you dating her too? No, you know, I'm, I'm going to go now. I can't even look with you. Just stay. Let's do the damn thing. And cut. Scene. Scene. All right. And scene. All right. So what you have to do is try to guess that. Who was it? Who was? Who were these two people? You know, write it on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family Instagram. <laughs> if you want to, you know, DM those two and tell them how funny we are, you can do that as well. <laughs> Guys, I just want to thank the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family for sponsoring this episode. You guys mean the world to me, mean the world to Scott too, and we appreciate you. And as always, this podcast is for you and about you. Any suggestions you have, this actually was a suggestion today, this topic. I always take topics from things that I want, I know you want to hear about. Thanks, guys, and have a great week. <laughs>